Hello and welcome to the Rogers Brief. I'm Adam Rogers. Thank you for watching and thank you for listening. I've just finished day two of the Mass Casualty Commission proceedings and it was another short day just like yesterday. It was about two hours worth of uh, content today uh, including a panel discussion introducing the affected communities around Portapic and then secondly there was a presentation from a Commission uh, lawyer on the structure of policing in Nova Scotia. So I'll talk about those two things briefly. Uh, before I jump into that, just a couple of other things. One is a uh, programming note of sorts, which is that I'll be joining Jordan Bonaparte on Sunday evening. Uh, Jordan does a podcast, uh, which is called the Nighttime Podcast. You may have already heard of it, many would uh, probably. And that starts uh, at 9.15 on Sunday evening. He does it live on YouTube, so you can uh, check out his YouTube page, and I'll link to it as well on my uh, social media account. So I'll be uh, looking forward to that. I've been watching Jordan uh, do his thing with uh, Paul Palango a few times, and he does a really good job covering the issues, uh, investigating some of the angles that uh, others have overlooked, uh, including the commission in some cases. So uh, that, I'm looking forward to that discussion, and it'll be a good time too because uh, Monday morning uh, next week is going to be when the Mass Casualty Commission releases the first of their foundational documents and this first set is going to be dealing with the events, the immediate events uh, in Portapique uh, when things first got started the evening of April 18th, 2020. So uh, that's one thing. The second thing was there was a news report that came out today. Some people have been talking to uh, Lisa Banfield's lawyer, James Lockyer, a Toronto-based lawyer be well known to lawyers probably in the country but uh, I don't know if the general public would know but he's a quite prominent uh, criminal defense lawyer in Toronto does a lot of work for wrongly accused and such so uh, he is uh, saying now that he, he is advising Miss Banfield not to cooperate with the Commission at this time while her criminal charges on uh, charges of providing uh, Gabriel Wartman with ammunition illegally are still outstanding uh, those are set to go to trial in March uh, finishing up in uh, on April 5th I believe so I've covered this before and certainly uh, you know the Supreme Court of Canada has spoken on this uh, when the, the Westray inquiry was ongoing and the issues there there were two criminal uh, charges against or there were criminal charges against two of the mine managers for uh, criminal negligence causing death as well as manslaughter and though and the Supreme Court of Canada said at the time that uh, they should still participate in the inquiry and testify and there are protections in place to um, to allow for that so we'll see what the Commission does uh, Emily Hill the spokesperson for the Commission has hinted in some comments that perhaps the Commission will wait until that trial is finished before uh, determining uh, what Miss Banfield's uh, participation is going to be I know many family members uh, will be eager to hear from her and would be quite upset if uh, she doesn't end up taking the stand and testifying and being available for cross-examination. So uh, we'll see how that unfolds in the well coming months, I guess. Okay, so today there were two things I said. First thing was a panel discussion, and it was uh, moderated by Alana Hurdle, who's with the Rotary Club of Truro, and uh, it was just a discussion on the rural lifestyle. Uh, nothing. Um, too illuminating really about the whole thing. Uh, discuss some of the typical pros and cons of living in rural areas uh, which would certainly be familiar to me growing up in Gajbro, um, you know, with doors unlocked, you wave to people when you meet them, 
uh, in the vehicle and you know lots of uh, you know sharing of meals that sort of thing so that was uh, discussed um, some of the deeper issues that I think the inquiry is going to confront such as policing wasn't really covered well it wasn't covered at all nor does the question of well what happens in a rural area when there is known criminality okay so you know you have a tight-knit community uh, you know there's some cooperation there how does that look police may not be close by what does that mean in terms of everybody's personal safety and how they address that so I uh, would have liked them to get into that discussion a little more or at all uh, and they didn't so um, that was uh, certainly maybe a missed opportunity there not sure if uh, that was the intent of the panel discussion. I know Commissioner Stanton afterwards said the purpose was to prepare people for the evidence that is to come in the weeks, uh, you know, next week and the weeks after. But I think a lot more thought could have gone into the content of the panel and been used uh, more effectively today. So uh, the other thing that took place was a presentation from Rachel Young, who's one of the lawyers for the uh, commission. And she talked about policing in Nova Scotia, and those that have been following these uh, videos and my posts would be familiar with um, my own um, analysis of that. Nova Scotia is uh, policed by a patchwork of municipal and federal RCMP forces, although policing is actually a provincial jurisdiction. And the province also runs the 911 system as well as the emergency alert system. So. Lots of uh, jurisdictional questions there, overlap, potential gaps uh, that uh, certainly the Commission will want to examine. So overall, a relatively low-key start to the uh, Commission proceedings this week. Uh, yesterday we had a panel on mental health and some of the introductions. Uh, today it was the discussion on you know, the rural lifestyle and uh, structure of policing. Next week is going to be very important. So starting off Monday and going for three days, uh, is what uh, Commissioner McDonald indicated, we're going to be hearing from another uh, commission lawyer, uh, Roger Burrell, who would be well known to Nova Scotians as a longtime legal aid lawyer. Uh, he's going to be presenting the foundational documents, which is, are the agreed statements of fact regarding the port pic situation there with the overnight there into the morning uh, everything that is uh, known so far or, or known to the Commission at least is going to be revealed in those three days and then on uh, Thursday of next week uh, an important uh, moment is an important day is that the other participants the other parties are going to have an opportunity to react to those foundational documents uh, publicly state if they have identified any gaps or if there are other issues that they uh, feel the Commission should be addressing so we'll be watching for that as well next week so important stuff coming up uh, and I'll be there watching and be here with analysis for you after the fact and uh, throughout the day on Twitter as well if you follow me at Adam Rogers NS so alright uh, that's it for day two of the Mass Casualty Commission and uh, if anything major comes up between now and Monday I'll be back to uh, tell you about it otherwise uh, we'll, we'll see you next Monday so Thanks for watching and we'll see you next time.